What is up, people? This is your host, Kareem, also known as Keys to the Game on Instagram. Uh, welcome to the show if it is your first time, and welcome back. If you're listening again, glad to have you. Uh, today, I have a very special episode. I kind of feel like I say that about every episode, I'm not sure, but they're all good in their own respective rights. Now, today, I have another guest on the show. Uh, I, I I made a promise a while back that I was going to make sure that I get as many very, very well-educated people up here on the show because, as you guys know, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm very dedicated to helping you guys out. So I want to make sure that you learn as much as possible. So today, I want to introduce Jason Payne. Jason is the CEO of Esterbrook Road, which is an artist developed in management. In tongue side here, an artist development and management agency. So, what he does is he helps cultivate artists who need help figuring out, you know, where their strong points are, where their weaknesses are, and you know, wherever their weaknesses are, he helps improve, and wherever they're strong, he helps make them stronger. Um, he has a very, very extensive background. Uh, in the commercial scene as well as in the indie scene and just like I am he's very passionate about this Uh, so without further ado I want to get into the interview with he and I where we talk about artist development we talk about you know areas that he sees a lot of artists uh, needing improvement just because he has such a high intake of the amount of artists that comes in he would just be the per- perfect prospect, you know, to, to be able to tell us what are some of the common areas that he sees that, you know, I'm sure a lot of other artists are making as well. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. I hope you guys enjoy. And if you do, all I ask is that you share this. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit more about you, like where your beginning start with the music industry like what really caught caught your eye about it um my experience started with music um back in like the late 80s early 90s i grew up in a um, neighborhood of boston called roxbury mm-hmm. and um there were a couple guys from my neighborhood that made it really big pretty quickly um they go mm-hmm. by the name of new edition um wow. and these are guys that like i grew up with um, yeah, that, I know you know, that. saw around the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw around the neighborhood a lot. And, um, you know, that's, that's what, like, um, really just kind of said, hey, what's this music thing? You know, I mean, obviously, I grew up around, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a 70s baby. You know, I'm yeah. not, <laughs> so, yeah. but, you know, like, early 80s, 90s, you know, um, with the advent of hip-hop, you know, I was definitely involved in the culture and the scene. But it was, it was once, um, you know, a new edition came around and, and um really exposed me to like uh not only the, the nuances of the business but also mm-hmm. like um what the business was about and um you know um how how artistry could like touch and impact people in the way that it did um it just drew me instantly to the to the field and i've, I've been stuck ever since yeah so i know on your linkedin you've got like a pretty pretty lengthy track record um you know what what are some of the places that you've worked and what were your roles there um i mean linkedin um it varies really i mean uh so my 
my background started with um, with doing uh, open mic nights. I uh -huh. used to run this uh, open mic at a, at a nightclub called Rat Skeller, which is like a hardcore uh, rock club in the middle of Boston. Um, but on Sunday nights, they let us in and we brought in hip hop. Um, and, you know, we had people down there like NLG and the Bulldogs, uh, the Mighty RSO, um, other local groups, you know, that have some, you know, um, celebrity. Um, and uh, also a lot of local talent that was there. Um, that, you know, um, it was it was great to just be in that culture. Um, right. And then from there, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of got the bug for, for promoting events and I ended up um, running one of the biggest nightclubs in Boston, um, the Roxy, and it was Thursday night, uh, the Roxy. And it was like the place where everybody had to be. Um, you know, we, we, within a few years, you know, the capacity there is around 1,400 people. Within Jeez. a few years, um, we were sold out um, at the door by like 10 p.m. Um, we, you know, hosted all like all the celebrities. Um, I had Biggie there a couple of times. Oh, nice. To hang out with him. You know, nice. a lot of other people, um, you know, the Celtics were there, the, the, the Patriots were there, you know, so um, that's, that's kind of, um, that kind of gelled the whole the, the music thing for me. And then from there, um, you know, basically that turned into touring and I ended up touring with Prince for, for some time. Uh -huh, I work with that um, camp. Yeah, so um, you know that that kind of gave me exposure to the other side of the business. You know, um, seeing you know what the the you know ha being in doing like the nightclub thing and, and having like local talent or maybe even like regional or national talent at a time there, you know, it gives you some exposure to to what the the quote unquote game is all about. But not really like being involved in it. You really mm -hmm. can't get a can't get a tight grasp on what it really means until you're like enmeshed in the whole thing. And uh, you know, doing that and being able to like you know, uh, be mentored by people like Billy Sparks, who's Prince's manager and yeah. Terrell Calloway and, you know, um, some other people. It was just that that's what kind of solidified the whole thing for me for the music industry. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So so after going through all of that, it kind of led you to where you're at right now, where you started your own uh, company to be able to find and cultivate artists. So yeah, in, in a roundabout way, um, yeah. you know, um, there's, there's, everything happens for a reason. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, the saying goes, everything happens for a reason, a season or a lifetime, but I think everything happens for a reason. Um, a few years ago, I, um, you know, I, 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 no matter what I'm doing, I always have artists um, who are trying to hone their craft and, you know, mm -hmm. gain further exposure and be developed, always come to me and say, hey, what is it? Do you know anybody that you can plug me in with? Is there anything that they can do? So, you know, I, I, I did it as a consulting thing here and there. Um, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of helping people out as it came along. And and um, I, I, I want to say about a year and a half ago, um, I was, I, the, the, the rhythm and the stream of artists coming to me started to pick up a bit. And I started working um, pretty exclusively with the head of A&R Capital Records um, for development. Um, and it was during that time that I, that I was um, really schooled on the, uh, the, the new nuances and the variances that have happened in the music industry. Um, you know, uh, with the advent of social media and streaming mm -hmm. music and, and different platforms, um, the game has completely been changed. Oh yeah, um, big time. And it's, it's those things that, that kind of dictate whether a person will make it or not. Um, 
so understanding that and understanding, you know, I, 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 I with working with Capital, like I, I came across some really great talent, like just phenomenal talent. And music for me is a passion thing, you know, like um, I attach okay. to music that, that resonates with me. If I feel it in my soul and in my spirit, then, you know, I know that that's good music. I agree. Um, and and that's that's my, that was my approach with capitals. Like, listen, this guy has something that that hits me, touches me. If it touches me, I know it's going to touch a lot of other people. Let's let's ink a deal. But you know, because they didn't have you know ten thousand plus followers on Instagram or whatever other social media platform, because they didn't have the streaming numbers, they just weren't being touched. So that that well, that's um, really a real thing. Like I yeah, I, I I definitely know for a fact that artists aren't really i mean record labels aren't really looking to uh, cultivate or like room artists anymore they kind of just expect for you to come with a package together already which includes Correct. having a pretty robust social media and engaged social media following so that's really yeah, yeah. and and moreover the, the the even the even um the like the untalked about thing is that the engagement has to be generic you know, oh. um, it has to be a really generic following. And if it's not, then, you know, you're just not going to make it. That it's is very interesting really... that you mentioned that just now, because literally I put a post up today or not today, but there was a post I put up a couple of days ago and it, it was a Twitter post. And it said, if you're still paying for views and followers as an up and coming artist, I want you to know that it's not hard to tell that they aren't real. Correct. Yeah, yeah. it's I, not. <laughs> and it's not it's not difficult i mean there's always granted there's always there's always you know uh there's always different ways to, to make things happen there's always different ways to just skin a cat you know, as yeah. I say. but um you know for the for the most part the 90 percent if you're if you're out there you know buying streams buying followers buying whatever it is that you know you want to do to boost up your your uh your, your footprint um it's 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 not gonna work it's not mm -hmm. gonna work because um, you know, uh, ninety percent of that stuff is bot driven. It's it's a it's a bank of computers somewhere. Yeah, that click farms. Have, yeah, exactly. They just yeah. have these you know made up identities, and you know it's not going to generate anything for you. Um, so having the generic following is very important, and that only comes with like sustained activity and like you know engagement. Um, yeah. You know, if if you're not actively in, in, if you're not active on your social media stuff, if you're not really engaged with your fan base with the audience then they're just going to fall off because there'll be other people that will be, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. There's, there's, there's different, there's different things that, you know, I implement with the artists that I work with mm -hmm. to help sustain that. And, you know, um, there's, there's, there's a lot of different approaches, but I just think that consistency and follow through and time timeliness with, with, you know, your, your product yeah. um, kind of works in your favor in that area. Right. And, and just speaking in relation to you working with artists, what is the main objective of your company overall? I mean, the main objective is really to fulfill the goals and, and, and wishes of the artists that we work with. Um, you know, um, we're an artist development firm. So our, our, the, the, our model is basically, um, you know, if you, if you come work with us and there's, there's a process to even like be able to come work with us, you have to go through what's called a subjective composition first mm -hmm. um which is kind of like an audit of your music and your social media presence and like everything okay. um and once we do that collectively uh, if we're in agreement then we determine like you know which what kind of function we would serve best with you um right, right, you know, like right. 
a term a, a term amount of time or like just like a la carte products and services um, so um you know it, it's really it's really looking at you know best fit um you know and, and best practice too um you know with with the the artists that we're working with so you're pretty much pretty much just tallying up a scorecard and just evaluating them and finding out you know where exactly can improvements be made and then that determines how you guys continue and how we interact with them yeah, yeah. how we interact with them and how yeah. best we can serve them um one of the things I, I i um i had a business professor uh some years ago who um who always pushed uh, uh a business practice called swat analysis mm -hmm. SWP and its strength weaknesses obstacles and threats so basically it's utilizing that um and combining it with the subjective composition um, uh -huh. that lets us determine, you know, where this artist is and, you know, based on where they want to go, how best we can fill that gap for them. Right. Right. So how long have you uh, been running the company? And the company is called Estabrook Road, correct? That's how you Correct. It's called Estabrook Road. Uh, it's named so because that's the street I grew up in in Boston when I was... Um, oh, nice. Those kids for New Edition. Hey, homage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I um, uh, so Esmeralda Road has been operating uh, just about a year now. Um, we were operating privately, I'd say, initially for the first like six to eight months, um, mm -hmm. just kind of off off the books, off the record, off the off the internet, off everything, just doing it with um, artists that we we already uh, had relationships with. Right. Um, which allowed me to one. Um, build up a team of A&Rs under my guys that would operate the same way I would if I was in their position. Mm -hmm. um, and two, um, kind of work out all the kinks, um, you know, in any, uh, I guess, problematic issues or areas before we, we you know, launch publicly. Um, so we've been launched publicly now for about, uh, again, I think it's close to six months. Uh -huh. um, and, um, you know, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing exactly what I anticipated we'd be doing. And, and you know, um, we're no longer at a point now where we have to like actively seek out artists. Like we have artists coming to us um, you Very know, good. on a regular basis. And that's, that's the hope. Um, the, the, <laughs> I guess, you know, the growing pain issue is just like dealing with the, the influx of uh, inquiries that we have and, and just staying on top of everybody <laughs> to make sure that, you know, we don't, we don't miss, um, servicing anybody in the process, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just normal growing pain stuff that businesses go through, um, yeah. you know, right. that, that we, um, we, uh, we just, you know, make sure that we manage it and tackle it in a way that's, that's effective for everyone involved, you yeah. know? So it sounds like, uh, your dreams are, are almost like, uh, at a point where they're coming to reality. You know, you're living yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much, man. I'm pretty much, man. I mean, um, you know, sometimes, I, I, I'm always, I've always been under the belief that, you know, um, if you want something, you have to, you have to go out there and get it. You have to make it happen. You can't just wait for it to come to you. Um, mm -hmm. No one's going to just provide you, you know, there's no genie in a lamp. <laughs> it's, just <that> <laughs> it's like either, either you, you know, you strap up every day and, 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 you know, put one foot in front of the other and just keep, keep making things happen or yeah. you don't, you yeah. know, um, it's the choice is yours. The reality is yours. And, can just make it what you want it to be so you know this is this is my vision um 
these are the kind of the hopes and dreams. And it's it's more of like an altruistic thing for me than anything else, because ultimately mm-hmm. who who benefits most from this are the artists that we serve. Right. You know? um, yeah. And that's 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 what pleases me the most is knowing that we've yeah. had a hand in, in, in helping artists fulfill yeah. their dreams, their wants and their wishes. You know? And that and that's exactly why I do what I do, because I came up around artists who I always I knew for a fact had the talent and just similar to how you said like you know when you hear it and you mm-hmm. feel it in your soul like you know that this is good and you have so much belief and confidence in your your musical ear that you know that other people are going to enjoy it as well and I was in the same same exact position and you know I was around a lot of these cats who um you know, who, who were creatives and they loved making music, but the only thing that they lacked was not understanding the music business. And, you know, that's where their weaknesses were. And it became a recurring thing amongst all the people that I, that I knew, that I met through them, or that we met, you know, just networking, that a lot of artists just lacked the, they were heavy on the creative side, but just not as heavy on the, on the business side. And, that ultimately, yeah, yeah, exactly. that, that ultimately led me to just wanting to put myself in a position where I'm helping artists understand that it's deeper than just being a creative. You know, there's there's strategic ways that you need to go about uh, your music, and uh, there's 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 a business, there's an entire business element to it where you have to look at yourself as as a business, and I know that I think a lot of, a lot of artists struggle with looking, they don't, they don't know how to look at themselves as the commodity. Like, you know, in the world of business, every business has a product. Well, in, in the music business, the music product, yeah, or a service, or service. Yeah, or a service. And in the music business, you know, it's mainly that intellectual property that comes from them, but they don't, they don't, they don't grasp that they are now the com- the commodity, you know them them as as they are and their intellectual properties are the commodity, and it needs to be marketed and promoted and treated like such. So, you know th- that's why I created the platform that I created, and it sounds very similar to what you got going on. So I can only imagine how it feels to be where you're at right now with how business has been picking up. Now, when you went to school, did you did you think yeah. that that this is what you were going to be doing? <laughs> uh, when I started college, um, my major was business. Uh, it, it turned into psychology. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what my background is. It's in psychology, um, you know, educational wise. But um, I think that there's there's a lot of synergy between psychology and music. So yeah. um, I, music has always been um, something that's tore at my heartstrings. You know, um, psycho- psychology kind of did too because. Honestly, I, I got I, I went after that degree and, and, and got it because of um, the epidemic that I was seeing with with um, you know uh, the, the the narcotic stuff that's happening and that we saw over the last I don't know ten plus years. Right, um, right, right. You know, with with, with that whole pandemic. So yeah. that was kind of my um, my answer to it. Is like, well, I'm gonna jump into this field and try to help some people um, not you know go down that path, um, but. You know, I, I music. I think music, in a lot of ways, can accomplish the same things. And um, I'm just—I have a lot more passion, and I'm—I I'm, have more skin in the game. Um, yeah. With with music, and and um, 
to talk about what you were saying earlier about the, the business aspects, um, there's a quote from Jay-Z that always rings true when I'm talking about this. And he says, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, literally. Like, I, yeah. That, that <laughs> I, went over I, my I, head. <laughs> that went over my head, you know, back when that yeah. first came out. But like now yeah. that I'm in the position that I'm in now and I hear that line, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and you are a business, you know, and that's 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 what I press and I push with all the artists that we work with. I mean, listen, we have some we have some tremendous talent, man. Like it just blows me away the amount of talent and, and the, the level of talent that I'm working with right now in yeah. respect to the artists that we have, you know, on board with us right now. Yeah. amazing and it's just it's it's the hope and the aim is just to be able to navigate them in a way that they can they can you know get their they they can they can express their message they can have a voice mm-hmm. but also they can they won't be taken advantage of you know yeah. on the business yeah. side of the the, yeah. the deal um you know um i i'm seeing i and and i do my investigative stuff every day, even like, you know, I spend 12, 14 hours a day working with my A&Rs, working with artists, working with labels, working with distro, and, but at the same, like, end of the day, like, I'm doing research as, as you know, as far as, like, what's happening industry-wide, you know, what's happening outside of the sphere that I, that I influence. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing, man, like, how many, how many different ways you can, you can present the same BS yeah. <laughs> you know but, how many different ways you can package the same um you know just bad deals um and and people are falling for it hook line and sinker every time yeah. um you know and, and, and yeah it just it just it's 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 uh it's it's intense it's it's out there it's it's you know it's it's um it's it it, yeah. it kind of um it kind of becomes overwhelming at times but all we can do is just you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other, keep doing the next right thing. Yeah. Um, keep trying to, you know, be a positive impact and, you know, um, just be out there for people so they don't, they don't get stared in the right, wrong direction. You yeah. know, that's, and that's, that's really it. And that's one of the things that I think also really pushed me to, to take on this role is because, you know, like, like I said, I've been around people with a lot of talent and I know that their ultimate goal is to sign a deal or get their name on some kind of contract. But the scarier side to that is you sign the contract, they give you an advance, then what? You know what I mean? Like, do you know what you signed yourself into? You know what I mean? And that's a lot of things that because I knew that these artists weren't too well-versed in the business element of all of this, that, you know, God forbid, their dreams and wishes do come true and they do get that deal, but it ends up being a a terrible situation. And they they end up upside down. Yeah, they end up owing, and you know they haven't even really sold a product yet. You know, it's you know you get a hundred grand, forty to forty k of it's going out the door to Uncle Sam. You know, and then you yeah. start paying production, promotion, advertising, marketing, developing. Yeah. You know, imaging, branding. You're literally left yeah. And if we're talking hip hop, you know, we're talking that element. You know, the the yeah. look, the look is yeah. a thing too. You know. Yeah. So that's imaging and branding, having yeah. having the, the facade, because that's yeah. all it really is. It's a facade. It's it's just a, a fake front that, you know, sells well on TV or whatever. Yeah. There's a show. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but there's a show. I think it aired on BET. It was called uh, Rules, Rules to This. And it uh-huh. was 
it was about the music industry and one of the it is a series that was about the music industry it's on youtube right now on their channel um but one of the episodes was about um the contract about contracts and one of the things like a lot of the artists that they interviewed on the show said was the first thing that they did was went out bought jewelry bought clothing bought cars you know what i mean they bought bought alcohol expensive alcohol top shelf stuff and just had a ball and then you know they didn't know that that uh the details of their contracts were pretty much having them end up with less, much less money than they thought that they were actually getting or that they actually got to begin with and you know that's how they end up in the hole and you know haven't even made their first project yet <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah that 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 episode was very very interesting and you know i just wouldn't want that for any of the artists that i know personally and even now that i'm in the position that i'm in right now you know all the all the newer artists that I'm that I'm developing relationships with, like I want them to be very, very aware of what they're what they're getting themselves into. So for you as somebody who deals with, you know, a huge influx of artists, like what are some of the recurring things that are weak areas? And maybe maybe narrow it down to about three if you can. What are some of the areas of improvement that you say that artists need to spend more time on from just from your experience? Um, I think, um, I mean, going from like lowest to highest, if there was three things, yeah. I stayed, um, the, the, the lowest thing would be production. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, again, with the advent of new technology and, and the prevalence of, you know, having the ability just to go have a MacBook with a couple, you know, with a mic and, and, you know, a, a download a program, you can kind of record, um, it's really impacted the, the, the quality of the sonics um, that, uh, you know, that the musicians put out nowadays. Um, and I'm talking not like, you know, really post-production stuff or anything yeah. that's been mastered, but, you know, even when coming to a company like my, you know, Estabrook Road, um, if you don't have a finished product, you know, um, you really don't have any skin in the game. Because <laughs> it's yeah. not something that I can mark, promote, or even pitch to a label. Um, right. So, so understanding that, and, and I've seen a lot of that, I've seen a lot of, of those types of products um, actually, you know, posted to streaming services, um, which is, it's, it's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me, <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just because I'm in the, I'm in the business. So I guess that's, that's, um, that's one thing. Um, the second thing is, is really having um, the lack of like um, planning, you know. Um, oh man, say it again. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. One, of, one of my business professors used to talk about um, the, the P's, and I forget how many, I think there's six of them, whatever, the, the P's, and it's poor prior planning leads to piss poor performance, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and that rings true um, with, with um, again, a lot of the artists that, that I come across because, um, you know, the the advent of social media is like a double-edged sword um you know it does create um uh, great exposure and increased revenue streams for artists that have a have a really developed and, and strong plan and, and can um can you know fall through with that plan mm -hmm. but it also it also creates um this i uh, guess facade for some people um that if i just make a song and i put it on instagram i'm going to be you know hood famous by next wednesday 
No way. <laughs> that's, that's not. That's not. That's not the case. You know what I mean? It's just. It's just not going to happen like that. You're gonna. You're gonna end up. You know, getting like seven likes from your closest friends, and it's just going to go away. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, you know. Um, but that. But there is something there. It just has to be directed in the right you know, direction, and it has to be performed in a way that's proactive. Um, you know, and those are some of the things that we teach to the artists that we work with. Um, not only that, so they can experience it while working with us, but say they they go to term with us and don't end up with a deal, they'll still have these tools and resources that they can continue to use, you know, to build up their brand. Um, and okay. I guess the, yeah, and I guess the third thing really is just understanding that, you know, this is a business. Um, you have to understand the value of, of branding um, and understand that you know if you're if you're stepping your foot into the game um that it's it's the total package that you have to consider not just this this image that you put out into the you know uh the virtual sphere um it the, there's a lot of other parts and pieces that you need to be cognizant of um and, and be aware of uh if you if you want to really hone your craft and become a professional in this industry um you know, you have to be aware of uh, all your interactions that are out there in the, the virtual world, because once you put them out there, they're out there forever. For um, sure. You know, um, I, I have, um, I, there's this artist, and I'm not going to name her name, <laughs> just for, for um, you know, for legal reasons, I guess, right. but, um, you know, she's a, she's a phenomenal singer, um, mm -hmm. and she, she's on a reality TV show, and she has tons of followers mm -hmm. and this and this and that. But, you know, she made the mistake of, of doing some, I guess, nefarious things that, that were put out uh, online as a revenue source. And, you know, no one is ever going to touch her because of, oh. of, because of what she's done, you know, uh, ever, ever. Um, and that's to me that's sad and it's heartbreaking because i know how talented this person is i mean uh, her her voice is in the octave range and the pitch and the control uh she she's a she's a she's a she plays the piano um you know it's just it's she has this great package but it's it's a package that's just gone to waste because you know um she made that one poor decision so um and, yeah yeah, those are the three things. Yeah, and when it comes to, I guess, you know, the whole business element of everything, you know, that's just, you know, if a prospect that you're looking at just makes a bad decision that doesn't align with your brand, you know, by yeah. it's a business decision that you have to make, you know, by dealing with that person, you know, you're you're also putting your business at jeopardy just because of, you know, decisions that that, that potential that person made. Yeah, it does. I mean, for me, for me, it's kind of like, I don't really gauge it that much about my own branding because where, where, um, the service we provide is not, it's not static. It's dynamic. Right. So, right. Right. You know, we're touching artists and we're passing them on and that's it. Um, they're not stuck with us, but it's, it's, it's the, it's where they do get stuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where that, they end that, up, like who has to deal yeah, with, they, with that? Yeah. Yeah. They, they get, that branding you know so you know the sony's and the capitals and the columbia's and the whoever yeah. they don't they just don't want to be aligned with anything that's like 
I, I mean, again, I, there's there's some duality there too because <laughs> there are a couple of artists that, I, that I'm not again, I'm not going to name names, but you can kind of fill in the blanks that have put stuff out, you know, into the world before that, you know, is controversial. <laughs> yet, <laughs> yet, you know, that that's been the basis of their career. That's you know, that's been the foundation of their career. Um, so it, again, it, it comes down to how does that fit into your persona? Mm -hmm. um, and I just think I just think that you know, in the case of the person I'm speaking about, she was so talented. It, she wasn't seen as like a bubblegum singer. You know what I mean? Right. She wasn't right. seen as somebody that that just whatever that that has no real talent, but can is a good studio singer and has a look that sells on TV or magazines or internet or whatever. Yeah, um, longevity. Yeah, exactly. Well, she had she she was more of an artist than 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 not, you right. know. Um, some um, some some artists that are out there even today in, in the music world, you know, and, and I'm talking multiple genres, they're really not that talented. Mm -hmm. They're really not. Mm -hmm. But it's an image thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, they 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 can go in the studio and and do whatever, and they can get chopped up with you know. Um, whatever kind of computer system they want to use to make the sound quality sound better. And, and, you know, they fill the blank, but I wouldn't suggest seeing them at a live performance and spending 80 bucks on a ticket because you're going to waste your money. Aha. Uh -huh. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so, so obviously your company, it helps, helps artists with development. Like once you narrow those things down that yeah. you need help with, you're helping them out and really develop themselves. And those yeah. Characters where they're... yeah. 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 We just, I mean, again, um, you know, I, I kind of went off on a tangent a little bit there. and No, no, that, it was all good. <laughs> really, really the core of it is, you know, we, we just, we like working with true authentic talent um, and we help them uh, have skin in the game the way, uh, you know, others who don't have that true authentic talent do right now today in, in, in the industry that we work in. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, the hope and the aim is, is to kind of, um, get back to where, you know, um, you know, musicians were musicians and they were revered because of the level and the quality of product that they, that they put out, you know, um, that's, that's the hope and the aim. I, um, yeah. call me, call me a Renaissance man if you want, <laughs> you know, but I, I like, I like when, when, when singers actually sang and, you know, um, you know, uh, yeah. actually produced. Well, I mean, you're from that, you're from that era, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was looking at a documentary the other day, I think, and, and I was, you know what, it was the evolution, it was something about the evolution of digital music, and, huh? and it, everything, it went back as far as there was something before 8-track tapes that I can't even remember what it was, but, but that, that whole era, like those, those decades, like the 80s and the 90s, or maybe the 70s and the 80s, rather, like that's mm -hmm. true talent because there was no, the technology that we have now that makes it easier for artists to come in and crunch things out, you know, like even down to messing yeah. up, like yeah. you mess up now, you just control Z and then you do it again. Yeah. You just punch you know? it out. Punch yeah. It out. yeah. Yeah. But then like, you know, it was, it was one take. <laughs> you had to, you had to be on your one take Jake and you had to, you really had, yeah. to, I guess the term then was you had to blow, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure that was a time to really Yeah, well, I mean, it's, again, it, it was, and, and my thing is, it's still there. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. It, 
it just it just needs to be kind of um, repositioned and brought back up to the forefront. Um, right. You know, um, I think I think if we look if we lean towards if we lean towards more of, of pushing true artistry and less towards you know um, uh, pushing a higher monetary gain, um, we'll have a better result overall because the quality and the and the quantity of content that we have will just increase exponentially. Yeah. So. So working with uh, or, or having Estabrook Road, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that you've worked with several labels, of course, right? Yes. Well, what, what if it, just for my listeners to know, because I've posted stuff in the past for what labels are looking for, but if you could say, I know you mentioned branding is one of the things for sure, but what else, what else are these labels really looking for from artists right now? Um... It, it varies. I mean, to say one static answer for all the labels, I wouldn't be serving you uh, or the listeners, correct? Um, true, true. It varies from very, from very, it varies from label to label, and then it varies from like head of A and R, you know, and then yeah. down the line to A and R scouts. It's really just understanding. I mean, the best advice I would I would give to a new artist who wanted to kind of gauge where the labels were mm-hmm. is just to take a look at um, a, a label's collection or, you know, um, who, their, who their current roster is. Um, that can give you a really good idea of what, what they're about, you know. Um, I, you know, kind of using um, examples that I think everybody can understand, like, um, you know, uh, Bad Boy, just to mm-hmm. throw one out there, it's like really heavy in hip hop and R&B. Um, you wouldn't want to go to them with a rock band, right? <laughs> it just doesn't right. make sense. Right, right. Or, right. or you know, um, you know, uh, Blue Tone or whoever else that's heavy into you know jazz. You wouldn't want to go to with, you know, any any of the real contemporary stuff. Um, okay. It's just kind of understanding the lane that that they're in and and knowing whether or not you fit into into their you know their their lane. Um, ah, okay. I get what it, you're saying. It's yeah, like it, they it's, all have they all have so many different needs because of what they currently have on their roster. That it, yeah, it's yeah. not just one particular it, thing they're looking for. It literally, they like they're looking for continuity in their rosters. Gotcha. You know, so gotcha. so understanding, you know, doing a little research and just understanding who it is you're talking to and what kind of business they're actually in. Um, will we'll go a long way to know whether or not you know you can even have a if you can even have a have a uh, you know the ability to to get in the door with them. Um, I think you know people just think oh Sony's a big label I'm just going to sh- shoot my stuff over to them and see what they see what they're doing. But Sony may not even be like in that genre right now, you know. So it doesn't, even make, it doesn't even make sense for them to to align with you because again it's a business, your product. So if they have if they have if they're, if they're, if, if say, and I'm just using Sony as an example, if their whole advertising, marketing, and, you know, uh, other uh, departments already have cookie cutter stuff for certain genres of music, and then you come with something that's completely left field, obviously that's not going to make sense for them at all to even consider you because you just don't fit, you know, and they, they have business functions and, and that promote, develop, market, advertise the products that they're selling. Uh, and they're set up a certain way. They have relationships with, you know, um, event promoters, concert promoters, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, um, products and services with branding. 
that that fit the the demographic that they that they you know uh, work with. So if if you don't if you don't meet up with that, then it's that's an automatic. It's just not going to work. So understanding who you're talking to first, uh, and and, um, and understanding you know what their what their business plan or structure is first, um, kind of puts you <laughs> heads and shoulders above the rest because you know it lets you know whether or not you even have an option with them. Yeah, so it's a lot deeper than what one would really think. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, again, it's a business, so you have to understand the business side of it. You know, um, yeah. you know, in that. And that there are layers to this. Um, there's, there's, you know, um, a lot of moving parts to this, um, but it's not anything that's that's not doable. It's all doable. You just have to understand it. And and that's again the services and products that we provide at Esper Road. That's that's our job. We understand. We understand your mission, and we understand the mission of the label. So we we, we fit the pieces Align together. So, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So they work. Gotcha. They work. Yeah. yeah. So, so I know with like a lot of the artists that I know, another area that they just, I don't know, I guess they fall off that. And I think it's up to no fault of their own, but it's, it's the whole publishing thing. Like just making sure that they're set up correctly for publishing in, in all aspects. Is that, is that a thing that you kind of help artists out with too? Just understanding that if at the very least the basics of how publishing goes. Yeah, it is. I mean, um, there's, there's a lot of, again, layers to publishing. Oh um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. Publishing is like one of those, it's like wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts to publishing. So um, we, we have aligned ourselves with not only lawyers that kind of specialize in that area, uh, but also um, publishing companies that, that we have on retainer for certain things. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, the basics that we introduce the artists that we work with, um, at least from like, you know, my perspective and any, any of our A&R perspectives is just understanding like um, royalties and split sheets, basically. Yeah. Um, knowing who's going to pay for what and knowing what you're due if, you know, your music is put out there. Um, I think that that gives them... Um, that, that gives them enough of a basis of understanding that they can function. And also it, it shows them that, hey, there's more to this than just, you know, me putting my song out there and, and, and seeing what happens and becoming a star overnight. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it kind of introduces them to like the, the, the pro stuff, uh, royalty distribution, um, uh -huh. contributions. You know, if you have like lyrics, hooks, melodies, beats um, that, you aren't yours or you don't have solution of then there's, there's some splits that have to ha have to happen there yeah um, you know there's, there's i mean there's some legendary stories out there about people putting out music um and not having complete ownership or having very little ownership um and you know even though the music you know hit top 10 top five they got they got pennies on the dollars um you know when it really came down to it and, and that's just the stuff we kind of we kind of kind of just trying to educate and, 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 you know, open the doors for people to kind of understand that you need to dig deeper um, to really understand what's happening here. So yeah. you don't get taken yeah. advantage of the long run. Yeah, I know a lot of artists who they have subscriptions with DistroKid or CD Baby or TuneCore and that to them outside of 
um, like uh, touring and club appearances is just where the bulk of the revenue is made. And I just try to let them know that that is the furthest thing from the truth. Correct. However, the only way that you will get to those other things is if you make sure that, you know, everything is taken care of properly yeah. and accordingly, because I don't know how the algorithm works for, you know, these um, digital distributors, but some people have gotten away with tags for producers on their beats that they just found on YouTube and then took the link and then copied and converted it and then added it to Pro Tools and then <laughs> and then uploaded it to, you know, their, their DSP. And uh, that is like just a whole mess. <laughs> that is a whole mess. That is a, it, it, it pains me to even say that that's what people do, but it, it yeah. you know, I always recommend that you make sure that you have your split sheets ready. You purchase everything correctly. Licensing is taken care of. Care of if there's any samples used or involved. Make sure that those samples clear. are cleared. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. and I think that all comes with the looking at yourself like a business portion, you know, looking at yourself like you actually have a product portion, because if you're not in that mindset, then somehow you think that just grabbing whatever beats and uploading them however you so choose is just the way to go, because it just feels natural, because that's what creativity is supposed to be. Creativity sure, is yeah. supposed to feel natural. So yeah. if free. creativity is free. Not restricted. Yeah, not restricted. Yeah. yeah. So if that's how creativity is supposed to be, then, you know, as an artist who doesn't know that there's this whole other side to things, I'd be looking at it like, what do you mean I have to sit down with my homie <laughs> in the studio and tell them that they have to sign this split sheet and put their full name on it? Because, you know, some, some relationships in the studio just go from an artist name to artist name basis. Like, you know, you don't really... Yeah. You don't really get yeah. too, too, too. You don't know they're, they're legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So once you get, well, you get once, once, you start, <laughs> once you start talking those legalities and saying like, yeah. hey, man, I've never, I've spent a lot of time in the studio and seen a lot of artists collaborate with one another and never see anyone say, hey, I'm going to send this split sheet over to you at the end of the night. Or like, hey, before we get started, like, you know, what's your BMI registration number? Or you know your registration <laughs> number with ASCAP. Like I've never seen I to this day, I have never seen it. And <laughs> I would like I would like to see more of it, but I also understand why it doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's again, those are the those are some of the pieces, that's some of the education that, you know, we help artists out with is just knowing, yeah. knowing what they're actually doing, you know. Um, yeah. And and we're taking care of some of it for them as well. I mean, uh, depending on the artist and depending on the, the nature of the relationship that we build with them, um, sometimes it's, it's better just let somebody who's creative create and um, let the business be done by somebody who actually has, you know, yeah. who's vested in your creativity. Um, yeah. You know, so that's, that's kind of what I see happening a lot, um, or I can't say a lot, but it happens often um, with some of the artists I come across. It's like, all right, you know, I want to tell you X, Y, and Z, but you just really need to focus on, you know, your the ABCs of your creativity. <laughs> just know that, you know, um, we've got your back, you know, a million percent, and anything that I present to you is with your best interest in mind. 
um, just to make sure that you're covered in the end. Yeah. You know, um, the, 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 the old adage goes, you can, you can always, you can, you can only lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know? Absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's part of it too. It's like, you know, we can, I can give you all the information in the world, whether or not you implement it, it's up to you. Yeah. I managed, I managed an artist years ago and I'd always tell him, you know, what I felt like he needed to do to uh, enhance his brand. And, you know, oftentimes it was just go in one ear and out the other. And, you know, that, that doesn't help when you have to deal with that, you know, artists that are hard headed. And I'm sure you've experienced a few, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> hard headed and think they, they're the, they're the professionals when they're the ones that came to you for help. You know, they lean on you for the help. So, you know, it's a thing, but you know, what can you do besides just continue to try and give that person the right guidance that they need and hope that they take it because obviously they have they have they have some type of long-term commitment to this so you know hopefully they take heed to those things but i just i want to be respectful of your time i know you said sunday's your day of day of rest so just, (laughs) just for the for the closing remarks here you know if anyone was looking to work with estabrook road how would they get started um, my suggestion is to uh, visit our website at estabrookroad.com where you can get um, some insight in, into the service and products that we offer. And if you are interested, uh, please forward your EPK or uh, music to submissions at estabrookroad.com. Estabrookroad.com. And you guys, really, how long does it take you guys before you normally get back to artists? Um, we typically get back to artists, um, I'd say same day, if not next day. Mm-hmm. Um, a subjective composition usually takes about two to three days to be completed. Uh-huh. So usually we, we contact them letting them know that we do have this stuff we're looking for. We'll be back in touch within a couple of days once you do a subjective composition. Uh-huh. And then we set up a, a, an appointment or, or you know call to um, review the subjective composition and uh, provide our insight into that and recommendations for, you know, furthering um, their development as far as a relationship with us. Nice. And then you, so if everything, if they send everything that they need over, they send over the EPK, things look good. Um, and you start the subjective composition. Um, I guess the only thing from there is, you know, paperwork and then you guys just start working, right? Correct. I mean, typically, um, you know, we do a music review, um, which is all part of the EPK stuff. Then, then the obviously, you know, in today's market, we the second part of that, you know, uh, review is looking at social media, their output, their input, and um, their their um, their imaging, their branding, um, and you know, based on you know the the totality of what we find, we kind of determine you know where they're at. Um, understanding before that they let us know where they want to go mm-hmm. that's one of the questions we ask them you know on at intake um, yeah and then we kind of align them with the product or service that we have that can help them achieve those goals yeah. um, so we, we um as long as everything you know checks out and you know um there's no issues there we um move along to the legal side of things just to make sure that you know 
we're fulfilling all the obligations that we've set out for, and they're going to be responsible for whatever obligations they have to us. And um, and we just move forward. We just move forward. Um, you know, uh, I, most of the most of the interior work is done, um, I'd say, by myself and a couple other people that are um, of senior authority in the company. Uh -huh. um, we're really more hands-on on the development side, um, while bringing the A and Rs that we have in the company along with us, so they understand the nuances or the things that we're doing. Um, yeah. And you know, um, and that also allows for like clear communication because you, it's it's the A and Rs that are bringing in people to the company. Right. Um, so having a clear line of communication between you know the client, the A and R, and anybody on the uh, executive level, um, just just serves serves well for everybody because i don't like dealing with gray areas right everything's in the black and white you know um I, we don't want to just have anything out there in the in the ether like a guessing game um, <laughs> this is not what we're doing here um you know we're, we're doing we're, it's about precision it's about yeah. you know effectiveness and it's about you know just providing the services that we say we will so that's what we do yeah so you guys serve clients all across the nation yeah, I mean, I serve clients. I mean, I, we're actually global at this point. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I have artists in Europe. I have artists, I have a couple artists. Uh, it's not Russia anymore. Well, Russia, yeah, it's not USSR anymore, but yeah. Russia, Ukraine, um, mm -hmm. Japan, Australia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing a lot a lot more artists, uh, inquiries from uh, South America, especially Brazil. Um mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're, we're across the board because what we do is it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not just um, specific to the U.S. You know, it, it, this, what we do and how we do it um, kind of works across the board in any country because we live in a virtual world now <laughs> and everything's, right. everything is virtual. It's not like very specific to any region or, or nation or country. So, um you know, um, I think that, you know, it's definitely a, a niche product, but it, it, it works well no matter where you are. So, yeah, very good. Uh, I, I really want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Oh, no Just really come and drop all of this very, very useful information because this is like, this is stuff that people really need to hear. And, yeah. and, like I mentioned to you before, like I really want to provide these things to people. So I know that everyone listening to this is going to take away so many points. Like I'm pretty sure if they were sitting down taking notes right now, they, they would have a, a pretty good, a pretty good amount of stuff to go over once they got done listening to this. So thank you again so much. It, it has been a true pleasure having you on here. And I'm excited to see the growth of Estabrook Road and see, you know, where you where you where you really, really, really take yourself. And I'm proud of you for, you know, just putting the bearing the weight on your shoulders of artists who really need help and just committing yourself and your team and making sure that you deliver that to them. Awesome man. Thank you. Thank you for the yeah. yeah, yeah. So what I'm gonna do is